My name is Michael Shikitano, and this is Right Here, Right Now, a podcast to inspire the learner inside each of us. In a world that is full of so much information, we will help find and package that information so that you can use it in your lives every day in practical ways. And in each episode, we will remind you of the importance of being present and mindful of your daily thoughts, actions, and interactions. It is truly the most vital step to learning and growth, being mindful and present right here, right now, to take on life's challenges and turn them into life's lessons. So come on this venture with us, a new beginning, a new journey that starts right here, right now. Welcome back, people. I am Michael Shikitano, your host of Right Here, Right Now, the podcast where we learn to harness the power of becoming more mindfully present, experiencing life's moments with more focus and attention and openness to the world around us. I am having so much fun learning and sharing with this community of listeners and followers We are in the midst of some pretty fascinating content creation here, right? From the works of Adam Grant and diving into his amazing lessons on the power of learning and rethinking. And this mindset shift is actually where we are learning better ways to think and take a different look at the world around us. If you haven't had a chance to listen, please do so and share the episodes on Unlearning to Learn and the learner's mindset, truly life-changing information. Definitely pick up Adam Grant's book, Think Again, The Power of Knowing What You Do Not Know. It's amazing stuff. And uh, if you want a little bit of the information, take a listen to the last uh, few episodes on right here, right now. And I have received some incredible feedback. Thank you all on how sharing this information has helped so many of you. And it really, really, you know, the sharing has helped me so much as well. So I think it's important. Take a moment, take some time this week, go back and find an episode that you may have missed. Give it some regard to listen to or go back and listen again to one of your favorite episodes. I promise you, you'll pick up something new and exciting the second time around. Please remember to share with just one person. Text them a link to your favorite episode. It'll change their day and maybe change their week, uplift their mood and they can become a new follower of right here, right now. And what a journey so far. Just about two months in, I can't believe it. And this is the 20th episode, if we're counting correctly here. Uh, I can't believe it. So we'll learn a little bit about how to use our minds to pay better attention to our world around us, With the help of the Peak Mind book, remember that fascinating book by Amishi Jha? We learned about having a generous mindset can have lasting impact on those around us and on us. That book was by Matthew Kelly, Corey Mascara's insightful book, and some of his great quotes that we shared. He helps us realize how curiosity can change your outlook on life. And we learned that a little bit more, even with Adam Grant, right? Curiosity is so important. 
to that rethinking cycle. Amazing work. And hopefully you laugh along to my laugh tracks when Jennifer Aker and Naomi Bagdonas taught us how impactful and important humor can be in our world. And we shared and reflected on quotes and poems and translated these into how we can be better people. And hopefully you were able to practice some mindfulness with my mindful intention for you and the intention of empathy, hopefully opened your mind and opened your heart on how to be a better friend at times, be a better family member, a colleague. And this is what this journey, this journey that I wholeheartedly believe that I am on with each of you, this is what it's all about, learning about our experiences in life and how some of the incredible information, sometimes new information, sometimes centuries old information, how it helps us to be better people on this journey in life. And my goal, and I, I hope I'm, I'm striving to, to be a better podcaster, a better learner, a better person to share this information with you. And the goal really is, is to take some of that information in various forms that are out there, right? From the Stoics, philosophy, psychology. It's just all out there and really just trying to package it. And I love to to try to blend it all together and see what we can learn with different perspectives on some of this stuff. But today we'll take a closer look at something that has really gripped me over the last year or so, maybe a bit longer. And I just didn't notice it back before then. I've listened to some podcasts and read a few articles And I have developed a profound intrigue for this phenomenon and how I came to understand it a little better. And I believe that I'm using it to the best of my ability for now to deal with some of life's challenges. I'm talking about the feeling of nostalgia here, people. And what really got me so interested in this feeling and why it is that I am sharing with you is the surprising feature of nostalgia that I realized late last year. I was not ready for how sad the feelings of nostalgia were making me when I was specifically remembering times when my boys were a bit younger. I have two boys. They're both teenagers right now, 13 and 15 years old. So I'm referring back to when they were much smaller, around ages maybe three through 10 years old. And when I first realized the feeling was nostalgia, I began to jot some notes and questions that piqued my curiosity. First, I sort of defined the feeling that I was having, this feeling of nostalgia on my own without running to a dictionary to try to figure this out. And I came up with, um, it's a, a feeling of holding on to the past. And of course, the definition that I wrote down, I wrote a question mark after it. Nostalgia, I think, is a cherishing of memories at best, big smiles there, and it sometimes became a longing to be back there. And that almost left me with this empty feeling that I physically felt by not being in those long-gone moments past. It's amazing, right? How, again, here, just the, the paradox Happy memories were turning me into a sad person, or at least in a sad state, and a bit overly emotional, and I just didn't know what was happening And as I was reflecting back. And then I came across this quote that, whoa, when I was thinking of it relative to nostalgia 
and the memories and the longing of being back in a time maybe about 10 years ago and and the fun that I just felt like it was hard to to be there again and and maybe even feelings of not being able to be there ever again um, but this quote it blew me away unfortunately it's by someone it's an anonymous person who came up with this or just somebody that put it out into the universe and didn't uh, look to take credit for it and here it is Memories are always special. Sometimes we laugh by remembering the days we cried, and we cry by remembering the days we laughed. That's life. And I just love it. And maybe this is nostalgia. Maybe this really sums up those feelings. And I thought, when I came across this quote, many different things, lots of questions. And where did my line of questioning take me? Um, You guessed it. It took me to the present moment and thinking about how being mindfully present might have something to do here um, with this potential power or this potential hidden power of nostalgia. And so question one was, how does this feeling of nostalgia, right, the looking back, help me now? How can I be more present and mindful right here, right now, because of what nostalgia has allowed me to experience and will one day again allow me to experience for these very moments? I hope that question made sense, right? So we feel nostalgia looking back. But if I'm present in this moment, a future moment, there will be some form of nostalgia that I'll be looking back. And I just want to know, is being more mindful and present going to help me be a better person looking back and experiencing this nostalgia? And how does a feeling from my past memories help me in being more present here and now? How can I be better so that my future nostalgic self can be better? Is it possible that this improved presence in our moments can help a future nostalgic feeling? Would these feelings be better, easier, more fulfilling, less sad, more meaningful? And this one's sort of a question. It's a hypothesis, but I just throw question marks all over the place. Look out for them. There must be some link to my mindful presence here and now in this moment that will benefit me in looking back with some sort of nostalgic feeling, embracing the feelings and memories and emotions stirred up by looking back from a future, more present and mindful moment. So there are many questions here. I'm actually a little puzzled by some of the questions myself. I really just want to know how being more mindfully present has helped me look back, have fond memories of my boys growing up, and how I really don't want to miss out on the current moments, and I want to be mindfully present So that when I look back on these days, right here, right now, I'm a better person in looking back. I'm able to feel better emotions 
when I'm looking back, maybe feel a little less sad. So let's dive in a little bit. So again, always more questions than answers. And in fact, if you're really doing this right, our answers should only store up more questions. This is what helps us do this amazing learning and growing and evolving that we're working on here in life, right? Another quote that relates to how we can be better at looking back and experiencing past memories so that we can create better new memories is, of course, from Corey Mascara. The timing was when I was thinking about this, jotting my notes down, of course, the text pops up. Uh, so here it is from Corey. Being present is not about being present. It was never about being present. It's about the wisdom that can only be found in the present moment, because that's where this whole miracle of life and our relationship to it is happening. So, of course, This was some more information to suggest that this wisdom gained in being more mindfully present may be helpful here. Little secret, if you're paying attention, it can be helpful for almost everything. If we just practice and notice and be more focused and harness the energy of being more mindfully present in our moments. So it is important to understand that to harness some sort of power or advantage Uh, that we might gain uh, through nostalgia and the feelings it produces, evokes in us. It's not about dwelling on past memories, holding on to them so tightly that you are taken away from your present moments and trying to force or squeeze out good feelings. That's too much. Nostalgia can be about the thoughts of past experiences and looking for how these memories can help you create newer and more vivid memories in the present moment. So it's not about comparing today's experiences to yesterday's level of joy or satisfaction or wonder. This to me was key. I will reiterate that. It's really not about comparison. We're not comparing what we're experiencing today to yesterday's joy. On yesterday's experiences. This is what I think I got caught up in. This might have been the key. This very simple concept. It's like I wanted today to be like yesterday. And I wanted this moment to be like a moment from five years ago. And even though you try to do things, and maybe there's some traditions that you hold on to, I know I've done that. Um, You just have to know that it's not going to be the same. It could even be better. But being mindful and present is what's going to allow it to have the freedom to be better and be a new experience without holding on to those old ones, right? So it's about reassuring ourselves that being mindfully present today will allow you to fondly look back on these memories and experiences and connections encountered more fully and more wholly. This to me, is the concept that I was postulating on harnessing the power of nostalgia, or at least not letting it get me down. So I learned a couple of more things, um, and I came across an article on nostalgia in a really clever little magazine titled Breathe Memory. Uh, And these are fascinating magazines that provide a wonderful breadth of information and perspective on various psychological phenomena 
Uh, and across the top of the magazine, it says wellness and kindness and mindfulness and inspiration. So between that and the artwork, the magazine was practically screaming my name from the rack. So of course, I picked it up. And here's what I learned about nostalgia that I'm excited to share with you. I thought this was interesting. Did you know that the root words of nostalgia come from two Greek words, nostos, which means return, and algos, which means pain. So you're returning to the pain. Taken literally, when it first was thought, it means a suffering caused by the relentless longing for the homeland. Right? That's just another way of saying homesick. And later it was redefined as a form of depression caused by loss and grief. So this was a pretty powerful emotion to feel. And I just wasn't expecting it. I just had this thought of, you know, uh, of, of more of a, a positive emotion. So the other things that I learned in reading was research has shown, although nostalgic feelings tend to spark some sadness, it can play a role in promoting optimism, tends to help with psychological adversity, especially during times of transition, right? Like my boys growing up way too fast right in front of our eyes. That's a, that, that piece, that transition piece uh, really hit hard over the last few years. I feel like they've grown up so fast and looking back was harder, but I'm harnessing it and I think I'm using it a little bit better because I think I'm getting better at this transition. So I was kind of stuck looking back and missing and yearning for those good old days. But I realized that by doing this, holding on too tightly, I was interfering with my ability our opportunity even to experience our present moments, and that today's experiences and moments will be the memories of a future point that we can look back on fondly in a nostalgic sense. So I was fighting off the sadness and the stuckness by realizing how important my mindfully present self was to my 13 and 15-year-old boys, my wife, and of course, our family, right, as a whole. I was using the power of nostalgia at a point and its positive features of promoting that optimism to ward off the sadness and set an intention for me to be better, to understand that today's moments are tomorrow's memories that will evoke the nostalgia. And so the cycle goes. And knowing that the emotions evoked by special memories can be a wonderful way to relive our moments, both good ones and maybe not so good. And the profundity with which I came to realize that our happy moments can make us feel sad and our sad moments can make us feel happy gave me some comfort, knowing that every moment has the capacity to one day unleash this powerful emotive experience of nostalgia. This is what should help us be ever more present and mindful, grateful and in awe of every one of our moments, so that living our life with attention and focus allows us to experience our life to the fullest, right here, right now. Thank you so much for joining me again today, and any day that you join me. 
I'm blessed knowing that some of my followers' lives are impacted by the work and creativity that I am able to share with all of you. We'll see you soon, people. Have a great day. Thank you for listening right here, right now. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time right here right now.